0: Listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news.
1: I'm me every time. So it's my brother, can you spare a dime? Oh my God shall supply my need. Don't have to take because I am a thief. Cause every good
2: the who I well, good evening and welcome everyone to the Lifeline broadcast. I am Shirley, Apostle Shirley Jones, Senior Pastor of Rehoboth Family Life Center and the host of this broadcast. Thank you for joining me tonight. To God be all the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, as always, I am just so honored and glad to be a part of this network when Christian Street Blog Talk Show. This network is doing the work of kingdom building throughout the world and celebrating its ninth year, nine years. You know, and we are in a time where the gospel must be preached to give hope and encouragement. I pray that the work of this network goes even further in doing kingdom building in 2022 and beyond. To God be the glory, amen and amen and amen. But before we get into the word for tonight, I want to extend an invitation uh, join us on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time for Rehoboth Family Life Center worship service. You know, we're back in the building, and Sunday service messages post posted later on Facebook and YouTube. And why don't you just share the message with your family and friends? You know, this is such an awesome time to evangelize and share the good news of the gospel. Also, join us for our Bible study on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom audio. This year we're doing something different. The theme is Exploring the Bible. We're going from Genesis to Revelation, and you can go to our church Facebook page to get the information to connect. Well, I'm going to open up some prayer, and then we're just going to just go forth. So, Father God, we just bless you tonight, God, and we honor you, Lord. We thank you for your loving kindness. Oh, God, and your tender mercies, Lord, we thank you that you're God and besides thee there is none other. God, we thank you that we can count on you, God, in every situation and every circumstance. So I pray tonight, Lord God, that you would just bless this broadcast. I pray that you would give your people a listening ear. I pray that, God, that we will not just be hearers, but we will be doers of the word. I pray that you would bless the speaker that will come, Lord God, tonight that will join me on the broadcast. I pray that, Lord God, that you would use her mightily and that, God, that you would be glorified. And, Father God, that you would be pleased. So we thank you, we bless you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, I am really, really excited tonight to have my guest, Pastor Michelle Jackson, join the broadcast. Pastor Michelle is and was ordained pastor in January of 2019 for the purpose of succeeding her late father, Bishop Harry Jackson, as senior pastor at Hope Christian Church. Immediately after his sudden passing on Monday, November 9, 2020, Pastor Michelle was confirmed as the senior pastor of Hope Christian Church. She was publicly commissioned as apostle to the body of Christ on Sunday, April 11, 2021, by Bishop Bill Heyman. Pastor Michelle is a worshiper, she's a prayer warrior and a student of the word. Her passion is to see people become whole, free, and equipped to fulfill their God-given destiny. Pastor Michelle hosts her bi-weekly podcast for women, Life in the Overflow. You can find more about this by visiting her website, which is beautytradeashes.com, or by following her on Instagram at beautytradeashes. Well, good evening, Pastor Michelle, and thank you for joining me tonight.
1: Good evening. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you tonight. Thank you for asking me to be on.
2: Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited uh, about what God is going to use you to to not only bless the people, but but, uh, I'm coming uh, looking with my cup open as well tonight. Uh, I've read your bio, uh, and as we can see, you're busy. You're a busy woman. Uh, (laughs) You're doing a lot of things for the kingdom. Uh, and so just tell us, you know, one of the things I was thinking about before the broadcast tonight, I was like, you know, she's busy, she's got a lot of things on her plate. And uh, a lot of times, you know, we, we're we juggling a lot of different things. We, we wear different hats. Uh, we're doing a lot of different things. You know, we have families. We have responsibilities on our jobs or churches. And so I guess my question to you is that, you know, because of all the things that you, you do, how
1: do you do it all? <laughs> um, only by the grace of God I truly believe that there's grace For our race I believe that when we're in the center Of the of God's will for our lives There's nothing that we cannot do Because with him we can do everything But without him Even as he said he is the true vine We can do nothing And so really to me It's that balance of yieldedness Of constantly being Um Reflective and allowing the Lord to speak to you about priorities. You know, it's like, welcome Holy Spirit. Let's do today. You know, let's do tomorrow. And really, with um, the setting pattern of my father, as you mentioned, that's really how how I navigated those early days and how I navigate every day. Really.
2: Amen. Amen. You know, it's just important, like you said, is to 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 go to God and ask God to direct us and lead us. You know, we have our own, some time, our own schedules or our own way of how we want to do things, but I have learned that we can't do it like he can do it. I'm going to miss something. I'm going to miss something, and I may miss that too, but when I go to him, you know, he covers all the things that I can't see because, you know, we're short-sighted. We can only see, like, what's right, what's right in front of us, but he can see behind walls and underneath walls and he can see into the next minute. So it's so important that we do go before him so that he can lead us and and direct us. You know, Absolutely. My, my, I my,
1: mean my. that's the first part for sure, but the other part is that I have a wonderful team. You know, Amen. ministry is a team sport. Um, you know, Paul teaches us that, that every joint supplies and every member has a membership ministry and so you know, I'm grateful that I've had a committed team of people who have been with me on this journey, and we're continuing to see what God is going to do and how He's going to lead us into the new.
2: Amen. Amen. Uh, I say this all the time, people. I tell people, you know, I feel the same way. You know, at that we have people. Uh, we have people that've been with us the whole 13 years. That when we started, uh, we had no members. And uh, we had people that joined the very first day that we opened the door, and they have been with us ever since. And so I'm grateful for that, uh, you know, for their love and their support. And they'll do anything uh, to help the ministry go forward. So that is important. You know, we can't be lone rangers because we can't carry the, the burden of the church by ourselves, but we need people. And I'm always praying that God that he would bless those that come in to, to bless the ministry and those that put their hands to the plow. Uh, that you would bless them uh, as as well. One, one of the things that I wanted to, to pose to you is we talked about uh, you had to take on a lot of things very quickly, uh, a huge responsibility very quickly. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about that. But how did that really play itself out as far as you taking on such a huge responsibility so quickly?
1: So, um, you know, I am a preacher's kid and a principal's kid, meaning I grew up with a pastor um, and a principal of a school. And so my parents were in full-time ministry, and, you know, my walk with the Lord started at a young age, but then like many pastor's children, I had my own struggles and coming into my own personal relationship with the Lord and when when i came to that place of surrender i knew from a child that the call was on my life for ministry but what it would be and what it would look like hadn't really been confirmed and i remember um my father had us pray and ask the lord for our life verse our scripture that we would minister from because as you know um Isaiah 61 tells us that everyone, every member who's received the great exchange, right, eternal life for the wages of sin, um, beauty for ashes, the oil of joy uh, for the spirit of heaviness, all of those great things that the Lord does when we come into the kingdom. Well, as I began to pray, that's that's really Isaiah 61.3 was the verse that the Lord gave me as my life verse. And that really was the process by which the Lord took me through: healing, deliverance, restoration, um, all of those things that are now a part of my ministry. those are the things that the Lord did in me and continues to uh, do through me and in me. And so you know, we were first partaker. <clears throat> so my, my journey in ministry, like most people, started. Um, at that point of surrender. The Lord uses every um, experience we have for his glory. He uses everything from the family that we're born into to the environments and the education opportunities we've had to shape us. And as he calls us forth for our unique call, he prepares us along the way. So, yes, I can understand from the outside looking in, for someone who wasn't a seasoned itinerant minister, who wasn't on, wasn't being selected on search committees <laughs> to be right. pastor of a church, and my father was a great leader and very well connected and well respected in the body of Christ, and truly he could have selected anyone, but he truly felt in his heart that I was to succeed him, and he had begun to train me, and I was ordained after a period of training for the purpose of succession. That is the reason why I was ordained pastor in the church. And um, our board voted unanimously on that, um, that same year that I was ordained, 2019. And my father really felt like he would have a good five, maybe 10 years um, to train me, but he felt the burden of the Lord to go ahead and get these things in writing, established, and to move the church forward into the new. We were able to complete a huge renovation of our building the year my mother passed away in 2018. She passed away in April, and then by September, we were in our new uh, facility within our building. You know, we just did a, a renovation that took us into wow. the 21st century in terms of, you know, the ability of, 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 our, of our ministry to stream and other things that became so essential in 2020, right? Right. So just following the Holy Spirit, Bishop Jackson, my father, he he saw the future and he really positioned the ministry to um, succeed. So I was serving um, as a pastor. I was serving as the women's pastor here. I was serving um, on the church staff at the time of his passing in the in the marketing department, overseeing his. His media ministry. I was involved in decision making in the church. And so, um, and I've had other corporate experiences, which I don't want to really get into because the Lord basically uses all our experiences. The Bible says that we are his poema, we are his masterpiece, we are his handiwork. And he uses every experience that we have to cultivate us for his glory and his purpose. And really, the, the thing that he needs is a, is a surrendered yes.
2: Amen. Amen. We were we're talking. I know for myself, um, when I moved uh, to the uh, Washington metropolitan area and I was at the church that the Lord led me to, um, you know, I did a lot of different things, working with the children on the women's steering committee, on the board of directors, uh, and then uh, with the Dana as a pastor and did curriculum writing for a lot of the classes that we were having still not knowing all that he was going to do. But like you said, he takes all the things that he does in our lives to continually propel us forward into our very purpose and our destiny. And I can honestly say now with being uh, the the pastor and the apostle of Jehovah's Family Life Center that all those times uh, were preparing me, even the hard times, even the times that I didn't understand. Uh, But God knew that I needed to be there so that when I got to this position, that I would know, I have an idea what needs to be done, what it should look like, even if I'm not doing it all, but I should know what it looks like. And so that's one of the things about God that because he knows our future, that he, like you said, that he will put us in positions ahead of time. We may not know when the time is going to come, but he knows and he does prepare us ahead of time, even when we don't understand it, uh, but he still does it. And like you said, if he's just looking for us to say yes, once we say yes, then he'll he'll do he'll do the rest and sometimes that yes is even when we don't even understand what we're saying yes to you know sometimes it's like but god i just thank you lord i just thank you and yes god whatever you want not knowing sometimes that yes is going to look totally different than what you think it's going to look like but the thing of it is that we can trust him with our yes that he'll make it all okay one of the things I've, I've, I've listened to some of your messages, and I've, uh, one of the things I can clearly see even from what you have shared tonight is that you indeed are a woman uh, of faith. And so my, my question to you is how has your faith directed and kept you?
1: Um, my faith has directed and kept me um, in the center of God's will for my life, I think we all can agree that the last couple of years have been challenging for all of us. I know that while um, the loss of my father, what affected me greatly and our church greatly, we're not the only people that lost loved ones, um, opportunities, and other things during this pandemic. It really has been a shift. And so faith for me is something that I think about and work with in the realm of trust. It's like, you know, can I trust you even though I can't trace exactly what you're doing in this moment, Lord? You know, I will never forget getting the call that Monday morning when my father um, was taken on to glory. And um, I really sought the Lord, and I had several significant dreams But uh, the passage of scripture that really anchored me uh, for the first, I would say, six or seven months of grieving, um, closing out his affairs, dealing with all of the things you have to do when you lose a loved one, and also taking on the ministry and preaching every week and making decisions about how we were going to move forward was from Matthew chapter 6. And in the message translation, it says in verse 34, give your attention to what God is doing right now. Don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with the hard things, uh, whatever hard things come up when the time comes. And so we know that in that passage of scripture, it talks about how, you know, why worry about your clothing? Will your worries uh, add up? a a single moment to your life, will it add up more time to your life? You know, no, they won't. And even Solomon, you know, who was clothed in all of his splendor and glory, we know he was the wisest man and the richest man who ever lived. Even he does not compare uh, to the lilies of the field. And so if God cares for them, how much more does he care for us, right? And so I really just um, stuck to these verses about seeking first the kingdom of God, and then don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow has enough worries. Just, just deal with today. Deal with right now. Focus on what God is doing right now. Focus on how God is meeting your needs. And that's really a faith stance, because oftentimes as human beings, it's easier for us to see what's not in the picture versus what yes. is in the picture and saying, God, I understand that you have capacity to provide me with all sufficiency, and right now you're giving me this, and this is all I need to do what I have to do. Um, and so that's that's one of the verses that really, really angered me and gave me hope because there were a lot of uncharted territory that I was navigating. Um, and, you know, when you're making big decisions, You need peace, and only the Lord can give you peace with major decisions, life decisions that affect other people's lives. You know, by the grace of God, we haven't had to let any of our staff go. um, Since the pandemic came on, the Lord has really sustained us, and we've been able to continue to grow and increase. And I really just believe that's the hand of favor and that we've received that um, just, just for faithfulness and our faith stance because we know that faith is the evidence of things we hope for, the things we cannot see, and it was how the elders received a good report. You know, they they believed unto righteousness, they held the faith, they believed God they moved when they didn't understand. I think about Abraham and Sarah all the time. You know, when God called them and told them, "Get out of your father's house and go to the place I'm going to show you." He had he didn't have an idea of where God was going to take him or where where the journey was going to end, but he chose to believe God even in his mistakes. Right? The Bible says that he asked, "Okay, Lord, well will you will you allow your covenantal promise to rest upon Ishmael?" And the Lord said, No, because I'm still gonna fulfill the word that I first gave you and and I need you to stand in that because through that is how I'm gonna make how I'm gonna make the promises that I've declared over your life come true. So even in his mistakes he still had to stretch himself to believe God. So I don't think that walking by faith is um, boring. <laughs> there are a lot of that we get stretched in all kind of ways, confronted yes, yes. in our frailties, confronted in the contradictions that we even have. It's like how can bad things happen and God be good, you know? <laughs> all of right, the things that right. we see in the news um, that have happened and even the last year with all the mass murders that have happened, you know The government considers a mass murder any time four or more people are um, Murdered in one place, right? But we see all of those things and, it's, and it call it calls our faith to Attention to say okay, God, what do we believe and I believe that as we trust him? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God that we begin to respond to his voice Instead of other voices.
2: Amen. Amen. Do you do you also feel like um, that there were situations in your life where maybe early on that that God was actually teaching you how to walk by faith and and how to how to trust Him uh, so that by the time you got to this place you could say, but, God, I I, I trust you. I I may not understand it all, but I trust you. So can you just talk a little bit about maybe some early on experiences that you might have had that was actually shaping your faith walk?
1: Yeah, so I definitely was a person who had a lot of fears um, in their life, really struggled with rejection a lot. And um, I found myself in a place where, I had a lot of inconsistencies in my life where it's like you believe this, but your life looks different than your beliefs. And there came a moment in my life uh, nearly 10, 10, 12 years ago where the Lord began to speak into that, to call me from that place, to say, I I see that fear has tried to grip you and tried to have you captive and cause you to walk in confusion. But he began to call me to himself, and as I responded to him, as I responded to the word, it put my feet on a different path. And what ended up happening over time is that the ways I began to think began to change. And through that process, I get afraid now, of course, for a fear to me is yeah. like, uh, I recognize the dangers there, but I don't, I no longer have a I can't attitude because that's how I used to be. I, I, I was an I can't do this type of person. <laughs> right, right, right. Because you would just, I just would get afraid and paralyzed, and then it's like, okay, well, is this really God? Is your word really true? And I really, I really struggled for a long time in my life. And you're like, oh, well, you grew up in Bishop Harry Jackson's house. I, yeah, and I still had to learn the Lord for myself because the Lord wants sons and daughters, not grandchildren. Yeah. Right? Everybody yeah. has him for himself and learn to hear his voice and learn to trust his voice. And so for me, coming out of just the the place of brokenness in my life, we all deal with generational issues, we all deal with personal habits and patterns, fear was a big deal for me. And um, fear of being rejected, fear of not being accepted, fear of not being good enough, Fear of being up front Talking in front of people I would sing but if you had me To speak or do anything like that That was like (laughs) far outside Of my comfort zone Um, And yet and still When the Lord began to call me to himself And call me into purpose and, And bring his word Up to confront The strongholds in my mind Things I had believed about myself About life And just began to really shape me I, I, Faith changed my life Faith in Jesus Christ changed my life Changed my perspective Changed the trajectory of my life And so, you know, tonight There may be some that are listening on the line That, you know, there are big open doors In front of them And, you know, they've got an opportunity Right now to say, okay I'm going to murmur and complain Because it looks different than what I expected Or I can have that Um, Caleb and Joshua-like spirit To say I'm well able to go into What God has for me You know, Numbers 13 tells us that There were 12 spies And 10 had a bad report They believed that The children of Israel were like grasshoppers That they were not equipped to go into What God had promised And yet there were two That had a different perspective And what I'm sharing tonight Is that it was the process of walking with the Lord in those days and confronting what is the foundation of my life is it truly faith in jesus christ or are there secret fears and and doubts that are really eroding the foundation right that's what the lord began to show me and until that root was plucked up and and cast out i was in that place of halting between two opinions you know and i'm certainly not the person that i was then And I thank the Lord because he transforms us. He calls us, and he calls the God potential out of us for the things that he ordained for us to do before we were even formed in our mother's womb. So I share all of that because I think it's important for people to know we have a choice. You know, when the promises of God were set in front of the children of Israel to go into the promised land, the land of milk and honey, to come out of slavery and to go into the promised land, it was God's will. It was the timing of the Lord. But their attitude and their perspective prevented a generation from going in. And so, you know, Joshua and Caleb, they were delayed, but they were not denied, you know. Yes,
2: Yes. and that's what I love about when you were talking about uh, Caleb and Joshua, um, you know, regardless of what they saw. Uh, they said, but if God promised, it doesn't matter what what we see or the giants in the land or other nations, uh, it's it's none of that. if God said he's going to do it, and this belongs to us so we can believe it. And that's the place that I believe that God wants to get us all to, that, you know, that truly that we walk by faith and not by sight, that we don't get caught up in what it looks like. We don't get caught up in how long it's been. We don't get caught up in even our own understanding or what we think it's going to be or what other people may say, but what has God promised us? And that's the place that I believe that he wants us to walk. And that's what I love about Joshua and Caleb. You know, they're like, well, God said it. We can take these boys. You know, let's let's go take it because God said so. And I believe that that's what God begins to, to work in us. And, you know, it's just awesome when you're talking about, you know, God knows us. He knows us more then we know ourselves. He knew us before. We were formed in our mother's womb. He knows our purpose and our destiny. And then he begins to cultivate uh, those things in us. He pulls things out of us. Like something you said about speaking, uh, you know, I was the same way in, in high school. If I had to speak in front of people to do an oral book report, I would be so scared. I would even make excuses and not going to school that day because I didn't want to stand up in front of people because I would begin to stutter and my hands would be sweating and my knees would be knocking. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do this. And so when God told me that, you know, I'm calling you to preach the word, I'm like, okay, this is not funny. You know, cause me and God got jokes. We have jokes and oh my like, God, I'm not laughing now. This is not funny. You want me to do what? And you know, it had to be, it wasn't about me, but it was about me trusting him to do the work in me. And that's what I love about God that, that when God sends us forth that it's not us, but it's Him in us. And a lot of times it's contrary to what we think we're able to do. It's contrary to even who we thought we were going to be, but God works it in us. And so and that's the blessing. He works out those things that get in the way, like he talked about fear, you know, and rejection. All those things that hinder us uh from moving forth. Uh he begins to work it out of us and he replaces it with the things of Him. And and that's, that's the blessings that we have with him. Uh, also, when you, we're talking about uh, faith, faith also shapes, shapes our lives, especially when we're confronted with hard places and hard tasks. Just kind of touch on that a little bit. When we're faced with some hard tasks and some hard places, how does faith actually get us through those places?
1: So faith gets us through the hard places and the hard tests when we truly begin to believe <clears throat> that the wisdom of God is accessible and available to us To us, as we believe him. One of the um, scriptures that uh, really ministered to me was from Matthew 24 where Jesus says, you know, heaven and earth shall pass away, but not one of my words will, you know. And so when I began to really think about that, that life is a vapor, things can happen so fast and change can happen so quickly, but the word of God is enduring and that the word of God has already been settled in heaven, it began to change the way I was thinking about hard things and it, and it made me, it compelled me to say, okay, God, I believe you, but I need scripture for this. I need to be able to find myself in the text. I need to be able to look at how you moved in other people's lives in scripture so that I can find myself and find um, inspiration to believe to begin to stoke that flame and that fire to believe you. and one of the things that I love about Sarah is that she had a, she laughed about conceiving, but Then she judged him faithful, and I think that's one of the biggest things sometimes when we're going through hard things is coming to the end of ourselves where, you know, um, we really fall into the arms of Jesus and into his plan and allow him to really do the work. You know, she was past age. Um, to be able to even conceive, but she considered him faithful who had promised her. And by faith, she received the power of God to conceive. Right now, there may be dead things in our lives. There may be challenges that we are facing, but God can give us the power to be fruitful. God can give us the power to take what we have in our hands and to multiply it and for it to be enough for um, what we need. And so, you know, for me, I, like I was sharing with you, the Lord has kept us during the pandemic, and we believe that we've been blessed to be a blessing, and we so we give. We're generous as a church, and we we help in the nations, and we still support Shelley's Clinic and Port Elizabeth, South Africa. We've given to the underground church in Afghanistan. And... Um, And Iraq, we've given to what's happening in Ukraine. We keep putting ourselves in a position to stretch ourselves for the Lord to do more through us. And I believe that that's also what you can do in hard times. You know, oftentimes when we are going through challenges in our personal life, even a grieving season, you know, in the beginning days, when a grief is very acute and the loss is very uh, very soon, we can feel confused, befuddled. We may not be able to make all the decisions that we need to make. We may need support, you know, all of those things. But then you get to a place in your grief journey where it's time to move forward, where it's time to look outward again. And um, one of the things that's helped me over the years Um, Because I had my first significant loss in 2014 when my paternal grandmother passed away. But one thing that's helped me get through and get out of the cycle that, um, that grief was taking me in was to encourage someone else. Every time I needed encouragement to pick up the phone, even though it was heavy, even though I didn't feel like it, but to stir myself up in the Holy Spirit and call someone and encourage them and um, encourage them to keep going in their journey, then something the Lord would deposit something back in me. And within days, you know, folks would call and different things. And so we know that as we sow seeds, it produces a harvest of like kind. So, you know, if we need encouragement right now, you know, you stretch your faith and you sow encouragement, you know, we we just expect the Lord to meet us in the midst of what we're going through. So the Lord is not far away from the brokenhearted. A bruised reed he will not crush a smoldering flame he will not put out. He is not going to put you in any type of circumstance that will take you out, will cause you to go under. Um, That is not the God that he is. He is good. He is just. He is merciful. He is kind. He is true. And when we're walking with him, that's the character we should expect to receive from him. You know, he is so gracious. It's not like we're serving the devil, right? We were serving right. the devil. We should we should expect hatred, malice, <laughs> wickedness of right. every right. kind. But if we're truly his sons and his daughters, we should expect that as we stretch ourselves, even in hard times, to believe him and say, "Yes, God, I will trust you." Even as the the man said of his son, his son was was rolling around and throwing yes. himself in the fire yes. and trying to drown himself. He said, "Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief." Even yes. in those where where we come to the end of ourselves and we realize, God, I, I can't go any farther unless you help me. He comes in and he gives you the power to do and to, uh, to go through the time. You know, he said that he would be there in the fire through the flood, that he would never abandon us. And so those are the truths that we hold on to, that we stir ourselves up in, that we encourage ourselves in when we're going through hard times. Sometimes you have to confess the word over yourself, you know, and sometimes we can get into a, a habit or a root about it. And so just get new scriptures that are now convicting your heart and causing the word to come alive in your spirit. It's like don't don't give up or don't don't get off the gas <laughs> so to right, speak. Right, right, right. You know? Right. Don't put your foot on the brakes. Keep going. Right. Keep moving and keep soaking the flame because he's good and his mercy endures forever.
2: Amen, amen. And that, you know, it's so it's so important that we get into the word, uh, stay into the word, because that's the thing that's going to help us and fuel us uh, when things get hard. We have something that we can go back to the word and say, but God, your word says, you said in your word, and I can hold on to that, and that's why it's so important that we, we read the word, we study the word, and we allow the word to get into us so that we can trust what the word says. Uh, you know, when he talks about uh, when Jesus says, expedient that I go away, that I will send a comforter, and the, the comforter will dwell in you and lead you into all truth. And, you know, when you think about that, you're like, okay, he's going to lead me into all truth. So that means that it must be some untruths that are in my life or in the world. And that that is true. So many things that we believe, you know, when you're walking in the world and just dealing with life, when we come into the kingdom, we realize that that's not even, that's not even true. That's not even God. That ain't even a word. And so I, I bless God for the Holy Spirit that comes to reveal the truth of the matter and strengthen us through all things, especially during the hard times and the hard path. Because there are times when you may feel like, you know, you're going to lose your mind. And I've been there where I, I really thought I was about to cross over into insanity but I, I remember that I actually saw like strong men it was like this situation was in this room and the strong men were standing in front of the door and every time I would try to go into the thought pattern of you know if I could or should or would or coulda or, you know the, the strong men would come and they would block me and they would push me back and he says no Shirley that's not where I'm sending you that's not what I'm doing I am going to keep you during this time And I can truly attest that God did. He's faithful, he's just, he's merciful, and he's kind. Even when we don't think that we're going to make it, then he shows up. He shows up, he gives us a a touch, he gives us a song, he gives us a word, he gives us something that we can hold on to to be able to go forth to be all that he has called us to be. Well, I want to – you've talked a lot about faith and, you know, we shared some wonderful things, but if you could take maybe – I would say about the next five or 10 minutes and and, and just bless the people with an encouraging word, uh, a little bit more about faith.
1: Yes, ma'am. You know, I'm really just stirred, you know, when, when uh, in Psalms it says that though mother and father forsake me, the Lord will receive me. There's, there's a, a place in God that we get in as sons and daughters where we know that we've truly been accepted in the beloved where we know that we're part of the family of God and the love of God begins to um, cast out every fear and so tonight I just want to encourage everyone who's listening tonight who may be in a place of being stretched um, where we're all going into to this new season this new decade But there may be some personal things that are going on. The Lord will not forget you. The Lord has not forgotten you. He shows compassion upon his children. A mother can forget her baby. I know it sounds horrible, but we see it in the news the mothers abandon their children, but God will never abandon any of his children. He has called you to himself. He yearns for you. He, sh- he, he wants to show great compassion for you. And tonight it's, to, it's time to begin to believe his thoughts towards us, that they're good, that he has hope in a future for us. You know, we can be so amazed and just stand in awe. God, who are you to be mindful of us and yet you've considered us a little lower than the angels? Well, that's your identity. That's who he's called you to be in him. And because of that, you can have great trust and assurance that he wants to move on your behalf to favor you, to establish you, to cause you to be great, to be a great witness of who he is. And so faith is a conviction. It's not just a hope that we hope things might happen, but faith is the title deed. It is what we receive when we have a conviction of what God is who God is and what he can do. We can have a conviction because of his authority and because of his name. There's no higher authority than our God Every seat and every throne and every office in the world is subject to our God. There, the earth is his footstool. And so we have to have a conviction of his authority his, and his ability. He can do all things. With man is impossible. But with God it's, 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 it's nothing is impossible, right? And so we have to have a conviction of his authority and his ability, but then also his character. The Bible tells us that our God is not a man that he would lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. And so we can have great assurance. We can have great conviction in who he is because he has honored his word even over his name. And so our faith becomes that firm foundation that makes life worth living. See, if we're living for things, if we're living to acquire things, if we're living for the love of other people, then our faith is in them, and our faith will falter because man does not have the capacity the character the authority or the ability to be consistent at all times it's only by the holy spirit that we are being transformed and 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 made into the very image of Jesus Christ as Romans 8:28 tells us so we know that we will not be perfect until we're with him So our firm foundation, our faith, has to be anchored in something, an authority that's higher than every other authority. And I just want to encourage you tonight to anchor your faith in God in this season. He is a firm foundation. He is the rock of ages. He is the rock that's higher than ours. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts for us are higher than our thoughts. And now it's time to enter in and to activate your faith on another level, in another dimension, to begin to believe him for what's next, even those things that you cannot see, because everything that we do see now first originated in the mind of God and then was received into this realm by faith, by the faith of God to say, let there be light, and it was. And so we have to begin to activate that supernatural faith that contends for the future and cannot be dissuaded. We know that when Christ returns, he's looking for his bride to be full of faith, to be full of the oil of the Holy Spirit, to be without spot, to be without wrinkle, and for us to be prepared as a corporate body, all of believers, universal, we have to be stirred in our faith to continue to stand and so I want to encourage you to have that Joshua and Caleb mentality. Caleb said in Joshua 14, he says, I am as strong as the day I received the word, yes. a 40 year yes. delay. But Caleb, he said, give me my mountain because he believed by faith he was as strong as the day he received the promise to go in and take territory and to take the land. And so tonight there may be those that are listening to us that have had delays. That have that have had circumstances happen, and maybe like me, you had seasons in your life where you questioned God. You maybe didn't walk with Him. But I want to encourage you tonight that now is the time to make a decision for move forward with your faith and your relationship with the, with Jesus Christ, and to determine that no matter what things you may see. Your future and even in the Things that God has promised you That there won't be a giant that causes You to back down that there won't be A problem that causes you to back down But that you will be Like Joshua and Caleb and Possess your promise Glory amen.
2: to his name Hallelujah Amen amen And amen amen I, I believe that that safe thing is really Where God wants his people to be Is to walk in it I, I believe that there are some things that are about to come into our lives that we definitely have to have faith because it's going to look different. It's going to it's going to look different. God's going to bring opportunities and open doors that we've never been in before. And the only way that we're going to be able to successfully move in the vein of what he would have us is we have to do it by faith. We have to do it by faith. And sometimes we say, but I just need more faith. No, 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 we don't need more faith. We, need, we just need to walk in the faith that we have and anything else that God will give us so that we can go forth to be all that he's called us to be. Well, bless God. I am I am blessed tonight. I thank you so much for sharing uh, about faith and about how God has blessed you in your walk of faith and in, in, in your life. But there may be some people on the line that uh, tuned in, and they may not be in a real relationship with God, or they've never asked Jesus Christ to to come into their heart, uh, I, I asked that if you would, if you don't mind, if you would just just lead them through the prayer of salvation tonight uh, that they will have maybe tonight will be the first time that they really want to commit and submit to the authority of Jesus Christ.
1: Well, we believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only way. Um, to God that he's the only path I know that nowadays we hear a lot of teaching and we hear a lot of things in the world that there are many ways to God but I want to assure you tonight brothers and sisters that the only pathway to God to have a personal relationship with the one who created you whose image and likeness that you were created in is through the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that he went to Calvary and that when he died, that he became the propitiation. That's a big word that says that he became the substitute for our sin. There's so many things that we have done in our lives that we could never erase. But when we come into the kingdom of God by putting our faith in Jesus Christ, those things that we have done, even things that would be considered illegal, God does not look at us no longer through those eyes. Remember, when he hung on the cross, there was a thief and a murderer hanging next to him. And one of them said, remember me in paradise, and Jesus accepted him. So there's nothing that we can do in our life that the blood of Jesus cannot cover, cannot cleanse, cannot restore. And so tonight, if you are ready to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to just repeat a simple prayer after me. And you can say it uh, right where you are, Lord Jesus I recognize my need for forgiveness. The weight and the pressure of sin in my life has affected me. And I believe that you are the one to lift this burden. You are the only one who can lift this burden. And so I confess tonight out of my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are Lord of lords and King of kings. Come into my life. Cleanse my sins. Restore my soul. I need you, Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me just now, I want you to reach out to Apostle Shirley's church. I want you to reach out to her and to get discipled there. But if you pray that prayer with me just now, I believe that the Lord is initiating a process in your heart to call you to himself. And I'm just going to pray over you. You don't have to repeat repeat this prayer, but I'm just going to pray over you now. Father, I just thank you that you are the one that draws us to you. Father, I thank you that today now begins a new time and a new season in the life of those who have been bold to accept you. God, I thank you that you take our sin and you separate it as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered anymore before you. God, I thank you that you are the only righteous judge. And, Lord, I thank you that your opinion is the one that matters most because you are the one that created us. And you are the one that knows us. So now, Lord, I pray that you would call forth the God potential in each person that's listening tonight. Lord, that you would begin to mold and shape them as they begin to believe in you and begin to walk in your word and walk in your ways. God, I thank you. That there is nothing too great. There is no one that you cannot save. Lord, we thank you tonight that you did not consider it robbery to take off royalty and immortality and come to be that to be that in that manger to be raised here and to go to the cross and to pay the ultimate price, the redemption for all. And so, Lord, we love you and we thank you for the precious blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, tonight. In Jesus'
2: name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. And if you're the ones on the line and if you have surrendered tonight, uh, I ask that you would just contact us, and uh, I have some information that I can forward to you, and plus to be in a place where you can be disciples, where people can love on you, and you can learn even more about the Lord that you just gave your life to and that you can become all that God has called you to be. Pastor Michelle, thank you so, so very much tonight for joining me on the broadcast. It has been such a blessing. I know that everyone has been blessed, and thank you for taking the time to be a blessing. And I pray that, that God will continually bless you, God will continually keep you, and God will continually grow you in the things in which he's called for your life. I pray that the latter shall be even greater, and there are even more things that God has for you that you're going to experience. I pray higher heights and deeper depths upon your life. I pray that even the gifts that are in you that will manifest even the more. I pray that the prophetic would, would just rise up out of you and, and, and will bless those that God will stand you before. I, I pray that even the, the gift of healing would be in your hands and in your tongue and that you would see life to those that God will send you to as well. So once again, I thank you for being a part of this broadcast tonight, and I just say God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me on and um, for allowing me to be a part of what you're doing. And I believe that the Lord will continue to increase and establish you to be his witness with your church. I want to congratulate you on 13 years of ministry coming up It's powerful. It is a a walk of faith and a walk of perseverance in the spirit. But I know that even as you declared over me, your latter days will be greater than the former days and that there's a weight of the goodness of God that you're about to walk in in the days ahead because even as darkness comes upon the land, he is searching for those who will be his voice. And so I'm just so grateful that you have said yes to him Yes, to be used by him. Yes, to the call of God upon your life. So thank you for serving with uh, with diligence and faithfulness throughout the years as a woman apostle to the body of Christ. It is important and it is significant.
2: Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight and join again on next month. And I just pray now that the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Love you guys, love you guys, and have a great night. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you.
0: Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for listening to When Christians Speak Talk Radio. This is just a reminder. Kiss of and Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams this is every Tuesday at 7 p.m., Declaring the finished work with Pastor Pat Randall is every Thursday at 12 noon. Friday Night Joy with Pastor Ray is the first, the second, and the fourth Fridays at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life with Pastor Ray is the first and the third Sundays at 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm up the broadcast as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Devoting the Beautiful with Reverend Noreena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with Evangelist Louis McEwane is every third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Marriage Takeover, The Body of One with Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson. Is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Our three real-life, real men, real talk with Ray Rose, Antonio Mitchell, Tyrone Rose, Cleo Malone, and Esther Green is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Our weekly prayer is called Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. It's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call number. The number is... Seven one two seven seven zero five five zero five. The SS code is seven three two four nine nine. Amen. Also, I want to remind you of matters of the heart singles ministry broadcast. We broadcast every third Friday at seven p.m. Our hosts are Renee Malone, Ray Rose, Hope Williams, Robert Waring, Maggie Wilson, and Felicia Shears. We are excited about this group of people. of singers coming together and speak and say what does says the Lord. We also have the most newest broadcast called Spiritual Nuggets of Truth, and that will air on the second and the fourth month of the month at 8 p.m. is led by yeah. Minister Carmen A. Booker. And we appreciate her coming on and being new to the family. Amen. We want to encourage you to go and check out our website, When Christ Speak Talk Radio. And on that you can find a little bit more about the different hosts and a little bit more about uh, what we got going on, some of the previous broadcasts and platforms that you use. Also, you will be able, if you would like to sow a seed or a donation into the ministry, you can do that now by Click it on Donate Now. I thank you for your time. And again, I thank you for listening to When Christmas Talk Radio. God bless you.
2: Plus